Hi, I'm Asiel the Oracle, and this is Readings for the Collective. Hi, I'm Asiel the Oracle, and this is Readings for the Collective, Episode 10. As I bring myself to the space, I feel guided to speak about the holographic universe or a holographic reality, not to be confused with the simulation. I'm not even sure what the difference is. <laughs> so, a disclaimer like every episode, please do not believe what I tell you here, research what I tell you here. Feel how the information resonates in your heart or not. Today, in the spiritual community, there is a concept or idea that we live in a hologram. And that idea is not incorrect. But when we imagine a hologram or even a simulation, most brother sisters imagine that you are within a holographical experience or you are within a simulation. In this episode, I intend to bring a deeper understanding that you are the projector of the hologram and the creator of the simulation. So let us bring awareness to our breath. And I will set the intention to gather the brothers and sisters that can benefit the most from the message. This episode should be fun and lighthearted. But again, I'm never sure what I'm going to say. <laughs> and I actually don't feel even qualified enough to speak about this topic in regards to having substantial information. So I'm really going to put myself in this trance state or what have you and just allow the words to flow through. So thank you for tuning in and sit back and relax, get you some water or your drink of preference and let's discuss the holographical universe. In order to have a deeper understanding about the holographical universe or holographical reality, we first need to understand how reality is created. And this is what most brother sisters call manifestation. So if we honor the law of attraction, which is the sixth law of the universe, it would remind us that your thoughts become things. But there is a process for the thoughts to becoming things, and this is the holographical experience. You might have experienced a time where you're trying to manifest something specific, and there is a distorted idea that all we need to do is think about what you want and you will create it. But how many times have you thought about your preferred reality and were not able to create it? This is the subtlety here. If we are fine-tuning, we are going to split hair and touch on every aspect of the process. 
one of the biggest steps that is left out in regards to manifestation is the imprinting of your feelings. It is a holographical reality because your thoughts do become things. You're living in the culmination, the past evidence of your most dominant thoughts, feelings, and emotions. So if we can honor each step, it will help it be more logical to the brothers and sisters that need physical evidence in the five sense world. Nothing is happening to you. It's happening in response of you. So there are two holographical realities existing simultaneously. And we will touch on both of them. The first holographical reality is the collective hologram. And since we are interconnected, whatever the majority of brothers and sisters on earth believe with their feelings, this is what we will all experience. However, there are sub-realities within each and every single brother and sister. Every mind, every person is their own world. So the collective reality, what you see as reality, we will call that your base default reality. Meaning, you focused yourself or incarnated into a physical realm of existence that was already happening before you got there. So, in previous episodes, you have heard us discuss the sensitive periods in the child where in the first six to ten years of your life, you are like a sponge and you are absorbing everything in your default reality. It is molding you. There's an idea or a debate in regards to nature versus nurture. And they're both correct. It just depends on the stage or level of your manifestation you are in. So the collective reality is based off of thoughts or ideas that have been offered or suggested to the world, to all brothers, sisters. And then when more of you than half agree with it, it becomes true. One small example of this occurrence is the introduction of sunscreen or sunblock. After the idea of sunscreen or sunblock was introduced to brothers and sisters, skin cancer jumped about 70% because collectively you agreed that you get cancer from the sun. Another example, if you ask a quantum physicist, they will tell you the sky is not blue. It is multicolored, and based on your perception, you are not able to perceive the other ultraviolet rays that are in your sky. The majority agrees the sky is blue, so now you all see a blue sky. So does it mean that the sky is fake? No, it means that it was simulated based off of your agreement in a collective experience. This is why your authority and the powers that were are so adamant about pumping fear into the consciousness of the collective. Everything is strategically planned. There are no accidents. 
because they know if they can get a few of you to agree with a fear idea, it will spread and it will become. So are you in a holographical reality right now? Yes, but you are creating it as you go. There tends to be this idea that a hologram is happening and you are placed in it. This is distorted from the idea that you are separate from your creator. You are the creator, experiencing individuality, creating their own reality as they go. So, collectively, you bite that apple of knowledge or wisdom, information that they tell you. And when you bite the apple, when you agree with the information, it becomes your reality. No one is blessed and no one is cursed. The universe is responding to your most dominant thoughts, feelings, and emotions. Everyone is you pushed out. Neville Goddard Neville Goddard is a brother who is no longer in the physical. He is in spirit today. And in my opinion, he was the paradox of intertwining what we call spirituality or religion and science. He understood that you cannot have a full understanding without incorporating all aspects of information. He might have been an omniist, if that's a word, or to practice omniism, to understand or have the belief that there is a little piece of truth in every aspect of data in the world. So what he meant by everyone is you pushed out is there is only one presence active here. There is only one creative force in all of existence. And in earth, that one creative force has fragmented itself in order to know thyself. So, in regards to an individual reality, your own personal reality, how is that a hologram? It's a hologram because you are creating it with your most dominant thoughts, feelings, and emotions. And it doesn't feel like you are because no one would like to believe that we would wish bad upon ourselves. But the laws of the universe don't change. If we honored the process again or the steps to manifestation, first you see it, you visualize it until it becomes so clear. Sometimes it's already clear because it has momentum, maybe a past trauma or a past thought. You don't need to soothe yourself so much into that sort of thought because it's already flowing with momentum. So when you wake yourself up every morning and you attach to the memory of what you are, you are manifesting based off of your most dominant thoughts. You do it every day. So... If we honored the first step in regards to visualization, you're very great at that. You're so good at it, most of the time you don't realize you're doing that first. Because your visualization or feeling, the idea, will come to you before you see evidence in the physical world. Before it is manifested. 
So, in regards to a simulation, the one Almighty Presence active here, what you call God, created a simulation, if we want to use that term, by creating Earth. Earth is the simulation, where beings go that are projectors in individual form, meaning the one source fragmented again itself to go experience the simulation. There is one energy, one unity consciousness, and it's playing all parts. It's like when you dream. You are not the figure in your dream, you're the dreamer. And from the highest perspective, you're all of the figures in the dream. It's the same thing when you wake up in Earth, you're dreaming. You are creating your experience as you go. You just don't realize it because you keep referring to what you call memory, what you think is. You call it facing reality. But you don't have to face reality. You didn't come to face reality, actually. You came to create a new reality, the reality you prefer. A Course in Miracles reminds us, nothing but my thoughts can cause me harm. And what does that mean? It means in Earth you only experience your thoughts. We are projectors. After the age of 10, once we are finished absorbing the default reality, all the data in our world, you start to project that in the universe, in the world, based off memory, what you think yourself to be. You can recreate any aspect of your reality by going back to the experience and changing the story, rewriting the data. How did this work in my favor? So, are you in a hologram? Yes, but you're the projector of it. It's not happening to you. You have a vision. You see it clearly. You imprint, meaning you see it so clearly that you start to develop feelings that resonate or match your vision. You start to feel as if you're in that reality. This is the major step many brothers and sisters are missing in manifestation or the law of attraction. You can't just think it. Thinking is the first part. You have to match the feeling of your thought, which is to imprint it in your subconscious, which will then become projected back to you. We are all each other. There is no self or others. There is only one self here. So what do we do once we figure out we've been creating our reality this whole time? There is no battle out there. This is what that saying means. Choose your battles wisely. Really means be wise enough to know there is no battle in the exterior world. And as you alter your inner world, the outer world will reflect. And what is the battle? You and your distorted thoughts. You and the idea of separation or division, that you are separated from your creator, or the distorted thought that you're hurting today because of what Susie did 10 years ago. It's not Susie. Not to say Susie didn't hurt you that time, but it's you looking back at that timeline with distorted data, putting yourself back into that timeline. 
You didn't rewrite the data. How did it work in my favor when Susie hurt me? How am I better because of this incident with Susie? And I'm sorry if your name happens to be Susie. It's just a name I use, for example, a lot, but I love you. So what is the wisest thing to do when a brother or sister realizes we create our own reality? Would it be wise to stop the momentum of the reality that's already flowing, that you've been calibrating yourself into every single day? That's not a wise battle, right? So if we move forward with the awareness that you're creating as you go, in my opinion, the best thing for you to do is focus on the reality you prefer. And if you keep focusing on the reality you prefer and visualize it, to see the end in mind, as Neville would say, you will eventually develop the feelings that match that vision. It is so hard for many brothers and sisters because we think your present moment is present. You think that you right now listening to me is your present moment, but I am your past. You have summoned me to you here now in what you call present because of your past thoughts, feelings, and emotions. Doesn't that seem logical that you're always catching up to speed with yourself? And the real present moment, the real right now, is not in the past or future. It's your vision because your vision matched with your feeling will make it be so. So we just took all the struggle out of your situation by reminding you you don't need to struggle. We don't need to stop the momentum of what's already flowing and in fact we can't you could but it's not wise it's like standing at the bottom of the mountain trying to stop the avalanche you want to be at the top of the mountain to stop it before it gets so much momentum and that's the realm of your thoughts where the projection starts so if you can look at your flow of thoughts or the flow of consciousness as a slides, you know, those slides that you put in the little projecting system, and whichever slide you focus on, you're going to match the feeling and then create it for you. It will help you detach like Buddha taught us to watch your thoughts. This is what he meant. Don't attach to your thoughts because you will suffer. What did he mean? Well, he meant whatever thought you attach to, you're going to create it. And if you attach to any thought, you might suffer because all thoughts are temporary. So the good news is, well, I guess the bad news is nothing lasts forever. But the good news is nothing lasts forever. (laughs) You always have an opportunity to recreate. And everything you've been experiencing up to this moment has been your own creation. If it hasn't felt so good, it's okay. You've just been miscreating. No one taught us that you have to believe it before you see it. We always say, I'll see it. Right, or I'll believe it when I see it. But if you believe it first, you'll see it, as Abraham reminds us. So if you are working on this pivotal point in your development, which means to understand what you are currently existing don't feel so good, this means you prefer something else, the best thing to do is focus on the something else until you match the feeling of it. To visualize how you would feel in that reality today. And since you are the projector of your reality, 
once you match the feeling of it, if you can feel good about your preferred reality before you see evidence of it, you will speed up the process. It just has to come. Put me to the test. The laws of the universe abounds. It does not change. And in fact, you've already been doing it. You're so good at calibrating yourself into your thoughts that you think you're your memory. You think you are who you remember yourself to be, but you're only this individual expression because you keep referring to that data. So this episode went a lot smoother than I expected, and I honestly don't know what else to say in regards to a holographical reality. Let's maybe talk about some action steps or logical steps for those of you that would need to see how you get from here to there. Imagine you have three minds, the conscious, subconscious, and superconscious. Ideally, we would like all three minds to be in a harmonious dance of some sorts, all in agreement. And really, the only conflict is you doubting or not believing your desire. That's what don't feel good. So what are some logical steps that we can practice in order to recreate our preferred reality? First step might be, in my opinion, to forgive yourself for what you think you did or didn't do. Forgiveness is a gift of self-love, which we have spoken about in previous episodes. Once you forgive yourself for what you think you did or didn't do, you now quantumly hold frequency of forgiveness and you can offer it to another. And with this new awareness and understanding, you now know it's not the other hurting you. It's you looking at the other, seeing them for their past, and putting yourself in that past timeline. That don't feel so good. Does it mean to pardon the wrongs that are done to you? Absolutely not. You are not a doormat. We're not asking you to be a loose leaf in the wind. We're suggesting to make it more important how you feel more so than what happened in the past. How do you feel today right now? And if your feeling today is based off what happened in the past, well, let me know how that works for you. In the most loving way, it probably don't feel so good. I feel confident speaking about that in those terms because that was me. (laughs) I suffered because I kept looking at the past, blaming them, blaming them, blaming them, putting myself in the timeline of what didn't feel so good. So first step would be to forgive yourself for miscreating. Next step is to forgive the world because now you know there's no grievance to be held in the first place because it was you creating your own suffering this whole time. In regards to specifics in your past or traumatic experiences, everyone's healing process is different and you are strong enough to deal with anything that has been that has happened or that 
that you experienced in your life. You don't see your strength because you keep seeing yourself as the past version of you. And the dissonance within, the grievances are telling you, that's not who I am anymore. Please stop seeing myself like that. And when you keep looking at yourself like that, it don't feel good. It's you turning away from love that don't feel good. It's not the person that hurt you. So first two steps, forgive yourself, forgive the world for everything. Now what do you do? You become a deliberate creator of your reality, as Abraham would say. And how do we do that? Well, now we know the steps. You have to see your vision clearly first. If you don't know what you want, this podcast is not for you. Because I can only be your brother and of assistance to you if you know what you want, what you prefer. It don't need to be specific. People generally prefer happiness, to feel in joy, right? To be free, liberated from pain. That's a common want or desire in humanoids. So once you know what you want, you have to make sure your priority is to always make sure you're mindfully observing your thoughts because your thoughts are the projection screens, the little slides that are being offered to you as an opportunity to choose it or not. And I never want you to forget what we're about to say. Every single choice you make is based off the idea or thought you attach to And every choice you make either takes you one step closer to your preferred reality or it takes you one step back from your preferred reality. And it's okay. You're going to get there. It's inevitable. You're only pumping the brakes or slowing down the journey if you keep looking back. So it's fine. You don't need to do anything. You're going to get there. But if you would like to make your journey a little bit more harmonious, you have to be a conscious creator. You have to know that your thoughts become things once your feelings match the clear vision. So today, you are not required or asked to take any action steps. In fact, sit back and allow nature to run its course and see your vision more clearly. The more clear you can get in the vision of what you prefer, the easier it will be for you to generate the feelings of it. So what would that look like in your everyday process? Find a thought or a feeling that feels better than the one you are currently thinking or feeling. And if you feel good now, great. That means you are taking steps towards your preferred reality. If you're in anxiety or you don't feel so good, if you're holding a grudge or a grievance, that's the indicator that you are not matching your preference to feel good because you don't feel good. And when you don't feel so good, it's spirit saying there is an adjustment needed. And since you are the creator of your own holographic experience, no one else can change the slide, meaning I can't change the thought for you. I can show you the way. I can give you the steps that might bring harmony to your situation, but you must do the work. Buddha reminded us, you alone must walk the path, because only you manifest for you. So now can you see how it might seem a little silly, unwise, to put the responsibility of your happiness on a person who wronged you in the past? 
because they don't manifest for you. They gave you the data that you needed in order to make the adjustments that you want to be a more conscious, deliberate creator of your reality. Your only job today is to feel good. Anytime you feel good, you are flowing towards your well-being and your preferred reality. And again, when you feel down, you're not off the path. You're just out of alignment. You are not doing what you agreed to do, or you are not allowing your desire to come to you. Because we remember now, you must match the energy of what you have just asked for. Again, this is what asking you shall receive means. It means ask and then allow it. How do you allow? Get out of your way. Match the energy of what you just asked for so you can receive. Ask, allow, receive. Ask, allow, receive. So if you resonate or not with any information in this episode, the one thing I would love for you to take from this is everything's okay. It's not as bad as you think. It's only bad if you think it's bad because you are living what you think. Many brothers and sisters often ask me, what's in my future? What's the future? There's two answers for that. Collectively, it depends. Because whatever the collective consciousness agrees on, this is what we will collectively experience. But in regards to your own reality, the individual aspect that you get to experience, the future is your most dominant thought. So what are you thinking right now? And remember, if the feeling needs to match, why is it the most dominant thought that becomes your reality? Because it has so much momentum, you've been soothing yourself with that thought that now you have feelings that believe it. There is nothing to worry about here. It looks like a chaotic realm of existence, and it sort of is today because it's a free will zone. But if you walk into a Montessori room, it also looks chaotic. But there is order in the chaos. It's a divine flow because there's only one presence active here. And once you become aware that you are co-creating with what you call God or the non-physical aspect of you, then it might make it easier for you to be more mindful about which thoughts you attach to and then agree with because your agreement is going to imprint in your subconscious and then you will experience that. This is why Abraham tells everyone a belief is only a thought that you keep on thinking. It don't need to necessarily be true and everything that's true today I don't care what it is it's only because we all agreed so long for so long there's so much momentum towards the thought that we just all say yes this is the way it must be and since realm and since earth is the realm of existence where spirit or source or what you call God fragments itself in order to experience more of itself and create its own reality you have to match the feelings of your thoughts. You're already doing it. You're just attaching to the thoughts that have the most momentum because you believe it to be true only because it has so much momentum. 
So start taking baby steps towards the reality you prefer. And stay mindful to know that when you feel good, good. Keep doing that, whatever it is. And when you don't feel so good, it's your intuition or your instincts, higher self, however you see it, letting you know you are standing in the way of your own desire because you're looking at data that don't match it. That feeling don't match what you just asked for. So what is your goal today? Visualize a preferred reality and what that would look like. And now, distinguish if your feelings match that visualization or not. 